0: I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Don't call it a joy ride. Bessie likes to gallop. And this is how we bond. It's high noon for Monday, October 5th, 2020. And what a weekend. Back in April on this very podcast, on this very reasonable podcast, on this very reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. I said that the media filtering everything through the lens of whether or not it helps or hurts Donald Trump would force them eventually to expose themselves and implode. And I said this because it was Extraordinarily obvious to me and to anyone who exercised even a modicum of skepticism that the narrative being told about the coronavirus was a lie. Okay? Nothing could be clearer. Why? Because we know for a fact that the disease was here in at least December. 2019, and that being true, would have and should have changed every single epidemiological model, period. We lived with the disease in our midst for three and a half to four and a half months at least with no masks, no lockdown, no mitigation, period. Now the media has done that. Donald Trump was diagnosed with COVID last week on Friday. He went to Walter Reed Medical Center to be cared for. In Walter Reed, they have an entire suite for the president. It is set up like an off-site White House, much the way that Air Force 1 is. Donald Trump had access to the world's best care. And he also had access to everything necessary for him to do his job as president. And of course, he continued doing his job as president because he's president and he's not that sick. Now, I have said on this podcast many times and showed you with the data, with the studies and with logic, rooted logic behind it. That asymptomatic spread of coronavirus is not really a thing. It can happen if you are pre-symptomatic, but still going to have symptoms. But the vast majority of people who test positive for coronavirus never experience symptoms and are not spreaders of coronavirus. That has never not been true. So let's break down some of the media narrative as it developed, okay? And for you guys who are just getting into the podcast in the last couple of weeks, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to Revisionist History and to Control Demolition and to Apocalypse Now if you haven't, but that's not this subject. But Revisionist History is entirely about the coronavirus narrative and controlled demolition is at least 50% about the coronavirus narrative. And what I do is review the narrative and show you how impossible it is for it to actually be true. Okay. It is a means of understanding that you can safely and intelligently dismiss the entirety of the media narrative, not a little bit of it, the whole thing. And that matters Because right now, they have exposed themselves. And it's important to know exactly how they've exposed themselves so that you can watch the entire narrative fall apart. Because that is what happens when you understand it in full. There is no way to reconcile all of the central narrative. It is impossible. It is in conflict with itself. Which is why so often you will hear people say things like, oh, it was a new, new disease. We didn't know at the time. Yes, we did. Not one single relevant fact about coronavirus was not known in March. Not one. The infection fatality rate was known. The demographic of people in danger was known. The means of transmission was known. The fact that masks don't work was known. The fact that lockdowns don't work for anything but potentially delaying the disease briefly so that hospital capacity is not overwhelmed was known. We pretended that all of these things weren't known. Because we have a media that lies to us and a population of Democrats and Democrat supporters who understood at a basic level that the coronavirus could be their magic bullet for taking down Donald Trump. So they went with every single bit of it. And how did they approach that? They called Donald Trump stupid and anti-science. They called his supporters stupid and anti-science. They shamed a culture into wearing masks that do not work. Lying and enforcing a lie on a population of free people is immoral. It is authoritarian. It is beneath human dignity. Do not say. That you care about vulnerable people, while the policies you support for a disease that is not particularly deadly destroy lives, destroy businesses, addict people to drugs and alcohol, cause suicide and depression, cause the disintegration of families child abuse, domestic abuse, people losing their homes. This has been on you the entire time. You supported lockdowns and masks. You have a hand in the greatest political, moral, and scientific failing in human history. Does that mean you are beyond forgiveness? No, it does not. But the time to keep pretending is over. It is over. It is completely over. You do not any longer get to say that you trust the experts. You do not get to ape the media narrative. You do not get to wash your hands of your complicity until You say this was wrong. I have realized that it's wrong and I will do everything I can to make sure that neither I nor my peers continue to allow this travesty of morality and justice to continue being perpetuated against the country I call home against the country that made my life so easy that I can be completely ignorant to the greatest issues of our time and have nothing bad happen to me because I am so lucky, so privileged that my parents paid for my life, that I was given a job I wasn't qualified for by nepotism or communism. That no decision I can make, no matter how bad, could ever affect my life in a negative way. That is the definition of privilege. So, the media narrative from this weekend, they have declared that Trump got COVID after the debate on the plane, before the debate, during debate prep, and then also at the announcement of Amy Coney Barrett's Supreme Court nomination. They can't nail it down, of course, but they keep rearranging it, showing you the seating chart from the nomination. They keep trying to figure out who is around who and how did they get exposed. And this is a super spreader event, the first in the world that would have happened outside. The first super spreader event in the world that happened outside happened last weekend. And it just so happened to occur at the White House around people who get tested all the time. And of course, that doesn't make any sense. So now it happened inside before they came out to the ceremony. Now, Did people travel on a plane with Donald Trump to Cleveland? Yes, they did. Did they wear masks on the plane? Of course not, because they're not idiots. Are there people on the plane who didn't get the coronavirus? Yes, there were. How did that happen? Pre-symptomatic spread didn't work then? Did only certain people have their masks on and those were the fallen heroes because their masks protected someone else, but that someone else not wearing their mask is what killed them. Is anyone soft brained enough to believe that nonsense? As a matter of fact, (laughs) yes, they are, including friends of mine. And yours. They just peddle out one theory after another about how everyone got sick and how it was because of their own responsibility and how after eight months of not wearing or seven months of not wearing a mask, which is really 11 months of not wearing a mask since the disease has been around since last fall. It's finally come to bite them in the ass. It came to get them. It came to get them, even though not on any other plane ride in the last seven months. Has there been a super spreader event? And what do people wear on those planes? Cloth masks, bandanas, depending on how strict the airline is. Do cloth masks do anything? No, of course they don't. You know how you can know that? Because never in all of history, was there a study that showed that they did? Does everyone on the plane wear an N95? No, they don't. Does everyone you cross paths with every day wear an N95? No, they sure don't. I just got back from a run where a maybe a guy in his mid-50s or 60s was 30 feet away from me, and when he saw me coming... He pulled his N95 mask up from his neck onto his face, his bearded face, apparently to protect me. Does that work? No, it doesn't. If you take an N95 mask off and on, does it still work? No. If it's worn improperly, does it work? No. If it's worn properly... Does it work 100% of the time? No, it doesn't. Why? Because the viral particles are too fucking small. Why else? Because that's not how the disease is transmitted. Why? Because we know for a fact that the disease is transmitted through close human-to-human contact indoors at levels of exposure longer than 15 to 20 minutes. So unless a symptomatic person is prepared to sneeze directly in your eye. A cloth mask does nothing. And an improperly worn N95 mask also does nothing. So let's go ahead and stop pretending. Now, how is it that people on that plane with so many stick White House staffers did not get the coronavirus? How is it? Explain to me using the central narrative, how something like that could happen. Of course, it could not happen. And the fact that it could not happen was something I said in the Revisionist History episode in the middle of May. It has been four and a half months since then. Four and a half months that we have destroyed people's lives and businesses. Four and a half months that we allowed rioting to occur while these same people pretended it was about justice. And where are we? Our unemployment rate right now, right now, after the pandemic and after the communist insurrection is 7.9 percent, the same place. It was when Obama and Biden were reelected. Did they have a pandemic and I just missed it? Oh yeah, they did. And they didn't do anything to solve it, but the media didn't make a big deal of it and it didn't become a national issue. How's that? How's that? And so then they tried to pretend that Joe Biden was put in a threatening situation, that Chris Wallace was put in a threatening situation, that even though they had tested before getting on the plane, it was not good enough because they didn't get tested in Cleveland by those people. And why would they? So that entire narrative is broken, but that didn't matter because the media decided that The mere fact that Trump went to Walter Reed rather than staying at the White House meant that he must have truly severe symptoms. They began talking about how we needed to invoke the 25th Amendment because Trump was incapacitated or would be. Of course, that never happened. Why? Well, because coronavirus isn't that threatening unless you fit very specific profiles. And Trump only loosely fits two of them his age and his weight. But he is not morbidly obese. And so that narrative goes right out the window. He begins talking about what medications he's taking. Two of them are remdesivir and Regeneron. But he has no vaccine He's taking zinc and melatonin. There's no vaccine. He's not scared. He's not incapacitated. He's just fine. He's just fine. He made a video on Saturday explaining that he's just fine, thanking everybody. He made a video on Sunday doing the same, talking about his treatment, saying, I can't wait to get out and tell you about all the great things that I have learned through this experience about the treatments and how effective they are. We have treatments. They feel they seem like miracles. And isn't that amazing? Shouldn't we all be happy? Shouldn't we all be happy? Instead, our peers and our media are trying to convince us that Trump is going to die, that Trump is incapacitated, then that the medication is making Trump crazy because he decided to go out and greet his supporters in an armored SUV with Secret Service members. Everyone freaked out. He's putting the Secret Service members in danger. No, he's not. He's putting the narrative in danger for the last time, because the narrative is now over to any thinking person. The Secret Service are not in danger. Their job is danger. Their job is literally to block bullets if the president might get shot. Do you think that they are worried about a disease that kills people in their health and age profile and fitness profile at a rate of one per hundred thousand? Of course not them driving the president around on normal streets is more dangerous than the coronavirus is to them. Oh, but we have to worry about spreading it to the community because there's been so much community infection. So much dangerous community infection. So much death from community infection, except there hasn't. And then the media tries to exploit the situation by concern trolling for the secret service. People with PhDs and MDs played along with this game. Okay. And now I want to play you the audio from a clip of Dan Bongino on Fox and Friends this morning. Dan Bongino is a former secret service agent. And I want you to hear what he has to say about the media and about the job of Secret Service, and about the coronavirus. All right? Here we go.
1: You were the Secret Service guy in the front seat wearing an N95 mask. Would you be worried? The White House says that uh, precautions were taken and they cleared it. Yeah, well, you know, Steve, we don't get to be worried because that's not what we do. Um, And this story is infuriating, infuriating. No one gave a damn. Listen to me. I'd like to say something else, but it's cable news and it's the morning show. Yeah. No one gave a damn about the Secret Service when the Secret Service was at risk knowingly, where other protectees knowingly put them at risk in other situations. I didn't hear any stories. Steve, do you remember the story about the friend of mine who caught chicken guinea fever in Africa? Remember that one? I do. No, of course you don't, because you never heard about it. What we have? No. What, you didn't hear. Why didn't you hear about that one? What what about when a a guy who's on, the guy by the name of Dan Mangino, you're talking about, what about when I caught dengue fever in South Africa with another protectee? You remember Mm. that story? Yeah, you don't remember that either, do you? Um, What about the hundreds of other agents who get sick every year traveling around the world for photo ops who protect these from both parties? You know why you don't hear about that story? Because that's not what we do. We're not a bunch of whiners. We go out and we protect the president of the United States. And the president of the United States gets to act like the president of the United States without having to worry about us because we signed on to take the worry for him. Listen to me. Someone was getting in that car or that helicopter and closing that door and protecting the president of the United States, infected or not. Someone was going to do it. And these guys and the women of the Secret Service are the ones that had the nerve to do it. So So to these media buffoons, you clowns, Who don't know the first thing about honor dignity or courage i know you wouldn't get in that car with the president with a mask or a full bubble Mm. suit because you're chumps and cowards and spineless losers we all know that but don't you dare utter the word secret service again because you know nothing about these men or women why they do what they do how they wound up in that car why they did it and they do it again tomorrow so how about you just shut your mouths put your caboose in a chair and sit this one out I did hear someone say, we don't even know the situation of those Secret Service uh, individuals. They might have already had COVID, or maybe there's plexiglass in between uh, the front seat and the back seat, like all the New
0: York City taxi cabs and Ubers. Well, Uh,
1: Ainsley, God forbid, like you're actually asking sensible questions. I don't expect that of these media buffoons. Who have the spines of a jellyfish to be commenting on the risk they're in? Again, I don't remember any of those stories when we took knowing risks. You know, when I remember when I was over in Afghanistan with Obama and we had to turn the lights out for Air Force One so we didn't get hit with IVF mortar fire. Remember that story? Yeah, nobody else does either because we don't talk about it. That's what we do. And everyone else in the media commenting, all of a sudden they care. They're using this story to bash Trump right. and it's disgusting. All right, so let's switch gears and talk about another area of
0: your expertise. So they change subjects and move on at that point. That video gives me chills. If you want to see the video, it's in my Instagram stories. You can go watch it today at I'm Your Moderator. Uh, This account called Red Pill Babe found it or recorded it or whatever. I haven't been able to find it on YouTube. I haven't been able to find it on Fox News' website, which is shocking because he is clowning Their hosts. And now Dan Bongino goes on Fox News all the time. He's a guest on Fox News. Fox News pays him for his opinions and he just destroyed their morning hosts. And why did he do that? Because he's a former Secret Service agent. And what is going on right now is offensive, it is anti American. The media through shame and derision, is trying to limit what the president of the United States is able to do in executing his duties as president. And if you think that it doesn't matter that he goes out and shows face and shows not only the people outside the hospital, but the rest of the country and the rest of the world, that he is healthy enough, and capable enough to continue leading the most powerful country in the world, you do not give a shit about the country and stop lying and saying that you do. And for those of you who are my listeners, you know I'm not talking specifically to you. I am. I don't know what I am trying to do. I am trying to imbue my spirit into you so that you know how dangerous and dishonest these people are. Because there is coming a time very, very soon where you are going to need that knowledge. A lot of people think that I get off on insulting these people. And while I do believe that they deserve to be insulted, my intention is not to only insult them. My intention is to wake people up to the fact that the things that they say to their peers back and forth as they each regurgitate the central narrative I am not impressed by it. I do not think they are good for saying it. I do not think they are smart. This is not intelligence, okay? It is not intelligence. Intelligence means nothing if it is just a raw, useless computer manipulation that goes on in the brain. Intelligence only means something if you can interact and respond to the real world as it exists and be right about the most important decisions you make. If you cannot discern fact from fiction about the COVID narrative, about the race narrative in this country, about the narrative about who Donald Trump is, then you are not smart. I am sorry. If you think that Donald Trump won the 2016 election through Russian collusion, you are not smart. If you think That James Comey and John Brennan and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and Sally Yates and Peter Strzok and Andrew McCabe and all of their complicit associates did not attempt to steal the 2016 election, undermine the peaceful transition of power, and then subvert an American presidency, a duly elected president. American president, then you are not smart. It is not smart to say that's a conspiracy theory because S.E. Cup told you so, or because Rachel Maddow hammered a false narrative for years. Rachel Maddow is not smart. These people are not educated. We need to stop using those two words that way. What they are good at is regurgitating the central narrative. They are not educated. They are systematized. How do I know? Because I used to be, I used to agree with all these things because I believed that that's what smart people in smart society said to each other and believed. And I did not trust my own instincts and my own intelligence enough to understand that these smart people are not right. And the fact that you can be wrong for five years, six years, seven years, 20 years like David Frum about the most important issues of your lifetime, you do not get to be smart anymore. I'm sorry. It's not morally good. It's not smart. You're not educated. You played the game as it was set up for you and you have become fully systematized. Whether or not you are able to profit from that system is not an indication of your intelligence or your competence. Joe Biden declared that he's doing like that, that too short and some other washed up has been rappers are going to record a song for Joe Biden about getting out the vote. First of all, that's the dorkiest fucking thing I've ever seen. And you're not a real rapper anymore if you do that. You're a dork. You're also a whore. Because if that is your art. And you are being paid as an artist to create political propaganda. You're a whore. You're not an artist. But this is insulting. Why are they doing that? Well they're going to tell all the idiots on the left that this is how they're getting the black vote. And millennial privileged, stupid white people who believe all the shit I just said a second ago, these morons will take that and believe it. They will believe that the black community is swayed to vote for Joe Biden because he hired some rappers. Do you understand how racist that is? Do you understand how racist that is? No one even considers how totally, completely depraved that is. Because this is what the Democratic Party does. If you think that Joe Biden left behind the legacy of his mentor, former exalted Cyclops and Grand kliegel of the Ku Klux Klan, you are not a smart person. This is how they have been manipulating, quote unquote, communities for 60 years. Think of something more racist. I'll wait. Let me know. And back to this thing about the car for a second. Donald Trump, in that car with the Secret Service, was wearing a mask. His mask protects them. Isn't that how it works? Isn't that how it works? His mask protects them. Of course, it doesn't work that way because masks don't do anything. Donald Trump literally just showed you that the media has been lying to you for seven fucking months and people are too dumb to believe it. So they double down on masks. CNN had the nerve to to say that he was only wearing a cloth mask and that his cloth mask wasn't protecting others. How is that possible? Do you see what I'm saying about the media narrative conflicting with the media's own narrative? It is impossible. It is impossible. It is logically impossible for both of those things to be true at the same time. And of course, neither of them are true. And yet you'll still go on believing the same media who lied to you. They got the 2016 election wrong. They helped cover up Hillary's complicity in the Russia hoax. They helped cover up what happened to Michael Flynn. They pushed the Russia narrative. They pushed the impeachment narrative. They pushed the COVID narrative. They pushed the race narrative. They pushed the mail-in voting narrative. They pushed the mailbox conspiracy. Now they're pushing that the president and the Senate can't confirm a Supreme Court justice when there is absolutely nothing in the Constitution that says they cannot. They say that Donald Trump is an authoritarian dictator, a man who during two massive national crises did not seize undue control for his office. While the Democrats did, the media did, the entertainment industry did, tech did, the universities did, the public health system did, the corporations did, China did, our celebrities did. On what planet do you get to believe all that stuff and still be considered smart? You are not smart. Your peers don't believe you are smart. If they won't tell you, I am sorry. That's because they know you're a bad friend and cannot trust you. I will tell you because I don't care about your approval and I don't care about your friendship anymore. I'm sorry. It's sad. I have tried to tell you. Everyone has tried to tell you. If you do not connect back to reality because you are too concerned with hanging on to the narrative because of how it makes you look to people that you want to impress then you are not my friend. You are not anyone's friend. You do not have the ability to be someone's friend because the truth is that you will abandon your friend before hearing them out because your self-image is at risk. You do not deserve my friendship. You do not deserve anyone's friendship. You are not to be trusted. If you want to believe All of the things that the central narrative says, you cannot be trusted. Now, if you believe the opposite, if you align with me on all the facts about the real world and we don't see eye to eye and you differ in your opinions and how we should respond to them, that's fine. I will shake your hand, say, I don't disagree with you, but I think that we're probably at an impasse here. And I don't want to convince you. And I don't want to have you try to convince me. And that's fine. I can still respect that. But if you're not welcoming the conversation because you know what believing the truth makes you, where that puts you, if you can't handle the fact that you were wrong and humble yourself before the real world and your friends who you have lied to and insulted. If you can't exercise that much humility, I have no use for you. That is not me cutting you off. Because I don't cut people off. I don't care if you realize this today or three months ago or three weeks from now. If you don't realize it before the election, I then do have to permanently... Consider that your judgment and your character are lacking in profound ways. And I hope that you will realize it as the election unfolds and what the real world shows you will be impossible to deny. And I understand the risk that I put myself in by saying that. Okay. And I don't mean like some conspiratorial risk. I mean, my reputation is gone if I am wrong, and it deserves to be. The show, in all likelihood, will be over, and I'll have to find something else to do with my life, and I will go away to a small town and figure something out, and that's fine. I accept that risk because I know that I have done my homework, and I know that the media are liars. You can see it with your own eyes. You need to dismiss the thing in its entirety. When they say something to you, you should assume that the opposite is true. If there is any way they can benefit to Trump's detriment by what they say, you should assume the polar opposite is true. They have no objectivity. They have no integrity. This is being done intentionally. Either through bad actors or useful idiots. There is nothing else. I'm sorry. Anderson Cooper isn't a good guy. Rachel Maddow isn't a good woman. These people are not honest. They have no integrity. They have no knowledge. The only thing that encourages anyone to believe them is that they have an institution with a reputation behind them. They move in circles of similar people who imagine themselves to be high society and important, and they are willing to use any means necessary to stifle dissent and push dissenters to the fringe so that they cannot disrupt the central narrative but the central narrative was now disrupted by them because nothing they say connects to the real world. Your team has betrayed you. Walk away. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to Hope's Fall. Goodbye. And bit shoot. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct slash cancel couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes